0: Well, thank you, worship team. It's not every Sunday we have two people playing the piano. That's how blessed we are, right? (laughs) It's good to see everybody in church this morning. Nice to see the smiling faces looking up this way. It's always nice to have you here. Um, Several announcements, I'm gonna zip through them a little quick because uh, a nice thing is there are a lot of things going on and coming up, so I just wanted to highlight some of those for you. Uh, We do have Bible studies uh, throughout the week. We have a ladies' study Tuesday morning. Uh, 10 a.m. here at the church. Of course, the studies are all here. Uh, Also, Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., we have a ladies' study and a men's study. I think one is doing uh, Hebrews and one is doing Ephesians. I won't tell you which is which. You'll have to show up and find out. Uh, The ladies are also having a brunch coming up on August 8th, which I think is October 8th, 8th, I said, right? (laughs) I, I I heard somebody said, wait a minute, yeah. October 8th, it's right in front of me too, Marcia. Marcia. Uh, October 8th, 11 a.m. here at the church. That's a dish to pass, so there's a sign-up sheet uh, out in the foyer so you can uh, indicate what you're bringing so we don't have five things of bacon, although that wouldn't be bad. Um, There's also going to be a men's breakfast here the following Saturday, October 15th, uh, 9 a.m., so we're going to be here a little earlier. Um, So just a, a nice chance to drink some coffee, have some food, short devotion, and um, some other things coming up. We have a membership class. We're getting ready to set a date for that, so if you're interested in finding more out, I mean, it's called a membership class. It's really how can God use you here in our church? How can you partner with us for what we're doing and what we can do moving forward? So that's kind of what membership class is. Um, We also have a podcast that that records the, uh, the message every week. That's, uh, you can pretty much find it online wherever you find podcasts. We're not doing our live service starting this week, but we're recording it and putting it online after, just so you know. Um, partnering with our community, uh, the village of Danamora is doing a trunk or treat in October, not August, like I usually say, um, October 22nd from four to six. So there's a QR code up here. If you scan that with your phone, it'll take you to the registration page. We also have some flyers out in the entryway if you want to grab one of those and scan that code. And also let us know if you're going to do that because we're going to have a sign that you can put in your trunk that says, you know, Mosaic Church, you are loved, just so they kind of know um, that little plug that we're there supporting them. And we always appreciate your giving. Um, We couldn't do what we do here without the giving and faithful support that you always give us. Um, That would either go towards our general offering. You can also specify something to support the missionaries that that we support. Um, We have three families that we support overseas in different locations right now. Um, There's another one that keeps uh, emailing me. They're uh, global partners in Japan that are doing some interesting things as well. And did I miss any, Jessica? I got them all. Awesome. Um, so I always like to give a plug for today's speaker. You know, while we're looking for a, a pastor, we have somebody different speaking every week. Um, it's always a pleasure to have uh, Tyler here to, uh, to preach for us and to bring a message. Uh, last time it was pure joy, <laughs> right? Everybody remembers his uh, harrowing trip through the... Uh, The hinderlands and his pure joy that he talked about, right? (laughs) Um, But before that, uh, Martha's going to come and read the scripture that goes with his message. So we'll have you come and do that.
1: Good morning. Today's scripture is from James 5, verses 7 through 11. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Jacob's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy.
2: Let's pray. Lord, you are good, and you are the reason why we are here. I ask that you have your will and your way with uh, this message, and we look forward to what you have for us. Amen. <clears throat> so, um, I, I have another car story to tell you, um, there, uh, but I, I'm thinking about waiting today, and uh, how many of us like waiting? <laughs> Anybody? Nobody. Nobody. Well, me either. I don't like to wait. Don't even like waiting in line for meals. Uh, I, I don't like waiting at all. Um, but we have to do so much waiting in life. It just seems like we're always waiting for something. We're, we're waiting uh, to get through something or we're waiting to get to something. Just um, some things that we like. A lot of things that we wait until is like a promotion or having more money, a new job, a new house, marriage, kids. There's all sorts of things that people are waiting for, right? Because life is going to be so much better when we get to these points. But how often do we get to those points and we're kind of disappointed because... There's something else now that we're waiting for. Sometimes we're waiting, we just can't wait to get through something or when it's over, um, like sickness or marriage or family issues, not enough money, rough situations. There's just rough situations. How many rough situations have we ever been through? Probably a, a, probably a list, whether that's a long list or short list. I think we've all had rough situations that we've been in. And sometimes it's looking forward to getting through the day, Sometimes, as you know, a lot of people are always just looking forward to get to Friday, um, as if Friday is going to help them that much. And uh, sometimes people are waiting to get through the week, or just got to get to next week. Sometimes we're waiting to get through a whole season of life, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting, but well, we don't like waiting through any of these things, do we? And how much does that actually help us when we get there? Usually there's still something else that we're waiting for or waiting get to get through, um, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why it is called the present. Master Ugwe Kung Fu Panda. Very wise words. <laughs> today is a gift, but so often we're just waiting to get through it. Uh, the, I think it was the first song we sang, uh, said that God gives us the, st- the strength to face the day. He doesn't give us the strength to survive the day. He gives us strength to face it to even conquer it, not just to barely crawl your way through it. Um, So, uh, on to my car story. Um, I I was um, taking a trip um, of people from where I went to, I I was interned at Cobleskill at the Wesleyan Church there a few years ago, and I was taking a a group of people from there to um, uh, another ministry and it was a, a very nice tour of that ministry, and on our, we, we get back, and I drop everybody off at the church, and I was borrowing the lead pastor's vehicle, because he had a really big SUV, and so it fit lots of people. Uh, then, um, after they all go, I, I have to call my mom, tell her how the trip went, and then uh, I, uh, I don't bother grabbing my charger for my phone even though my phone's almost dead because I just got to go to the lead pastor's house, switch vehicles, and I'll come back with mine and I'll be all set. And uh, so then I, I uh, go over to his house and I am following very specific instructions because he's not in town. He's in Maine at the time. And so I, I, dro- I pull in but my car is in the way so I got to get out. Back my car out. What's that sound? Oh, just the gravel. And then I uh, pull his car around and put it in the correct garage door. I get out. I set the keys on the seat. Close the door. Walk to the garage door. I close the big door. I go into his house. I go out his front door, making sure it's nice and locked. All set. I can go now. I get in my car and I start to pull out again. There's that sound again. It sounds like it's tires. Tires are pretty important when you're driving, so I get out and I just—it doesn't quite look right. So I call my dad, and he has me run a series of tests: turning the steering wheel certain ways, certain amounts, and shaking the tires and. At some point, I realized that one tire is this way and one tire is this way, and I'm just pretty sure that's not great for driving. So um, I uh, then call AAA, and they're on their way, but I'm going to have to wait a while, yippee. And uh, my phone's at 2% now, 2% battery, and I'm thinking, oh, all hope is lost. I just got to wait for AAA to show up and I get a message from the lead pastor. How'd the trip go today? (gasps) It went well, now I'm stranded in your driveway. And he gets back to me right away, and he said, he tells me how I can get in through the secret passageway or the doggy door, and I can get in. And so then I get in there, and there's a charger. I can charge my phone. His wife starts texting me. She's telling me that there's ice cream in the freezer, so that's where I'm going. I go, and I get the, I get a popsicle, and I have lots of time on my hands. I'm carving a design into the popsicle with my teeth, and I did a little children's puzzle. That's my love. A puzzle, by the way. So, um, yeah, I uh, fit the little shapes into the right one, and uh, I had also, I had called another guy since I had some more battery. He, he's a guy that attended the church, and he was really good with cars. He has his own garage. I called him. He actually, AAA was taking a while today, and so the, um, he comes, he looks at the car, he says, oh, it's just a simple fix, When AAA gets here, here's my address of of my garage. Have them take it there. I can fix that for you. No big deal. The lead pastor tells me I can just borrow his vehicle for a while longer. And so um, then he he goes off, and I just, I'm sitting around. I've already had the ice cream. I've already done the children's puzzle. Well, now what do I do? I get thinking, God doesn't give us this time to just waste it and sit around waiting for it to be over with. He probably wants me to do something with my life, you know. So I, uh, I pull out my phone and I start going through emails and I get some assignments done for my uh, class and I, I get a whole bunch of stuff done that basically I would not have gotten done that day if I hadn't had that time there. Um, and th- this whole thing was about five hours by the time I ended up. From the time I dropped off the car to the uh, time I got home that night. It was about five hours. Um, that's not including the trip at all. So it, it took a while, and uh, after a while, I've done my waiting. AAA is here. He's taking the car. He gets it to the garage. I follow him, and the, the friend from the church says that uh, these are the parts I need. Go and get them. All right, so I drive off. Before I can get back to town, he calls me again. So I pull over and I answer the call and he says "Uh, forget the parts just come right back. Okay so I drive back over and he then informs me that the car is broke like broke and uh, it it was not going to be a quick easy fix and that it was probably gonna cost a lot of money to take apart all sorts of things in the front of the car, put it back together, plus the parts that it needed, and it was probably gonna be way more expensive than I needed to be spending on this car. So I waited and waited, and I got bad news. (laughs) You like waiting and then just for bad news? I certainly don't. I want good news if I gotta wait. But sometimes in life, we wait and wait, and then we don't get good news at the end of all the waiting. We might be waiting for months, we might be waiting for years, and sometimes we still end up getting bad news. It's not what we were hoping for. What we were looking forward to wasn't all that we thought it was cut out to be. Um, So I ended up selling that car to another guy in the church and uh, he gave me a deal because, uh, I, as I bought another vehicle from him. And it worked out pretty well. I ended up spending less on that than I would have uh, to get that fixed. Um, I'd tell you what it is, but you, you wouldn't know what, it, what the problem was with the car. See, I, down there, they told me it was the cross axle. I come up here, nobody knows what a cross axle is. Anybody have any idea what I'm talking about? Nobody. Basically, it's attached to everything in the front of the car, they told me. Down there, they say, oh, what happened to your car? I said, the cross axle rusted and broke. Oh, that's not good at all. I come up here a few hours away and nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. And I don't know that much about cars, uh, only enough to get myself into trouble, I guess. Um, Sometimes we have to wait. um, And back to our... uh, passage in James, be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. God wants us to wait patiently while we're waiting. How many of us are patient? No, Nobody. Wow, everybody's honest here I guess. (laughs) Um, The definition of um, patience is able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Now we'll see if you're actually following this. How many of you get annoyed or anxious when you're waiting? Okay. I am not... I, I, I could get either one of those. I, I do not like waiting. I certainly do not like suffering or tolerating delays or problems. I don't like any of that. So I'm not good with this. Um, God does not have me speak messages that I am excellent at. He has me speak messages that I am learning on. <laughs> um, other verses, Ephesians 4, 2 says, be always humble, gentle, and patient. Show your love by, to- by being tolerant with one another, Uh, Love is how people know that we are his disciples, isn't it? Um, Proverbs 15, 18, hot tempers cause arguments, but patience brings peace. Uh, Jesus showed that there is a time for proper anger, but most of the time God seems to be very patient with us. And he was certainly very patient with the Israelites. There is no time to be hot-headed or grouchy. As it says in here, verse 9, don't grumble against one another or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. God does not want us to be grumbling and complaining, but, well, I'm not very good at not doing those things. I think I could be pretty good at doing those things, but that's not what God wants for our lives. Because when we're waiting and we're grumbling and complaining all the way, aren't we just wasting all of that time? That's not using up the time that God has given us well at all. Um, Ephesians 5:15 to 17, so be very careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Just because life seems like madness does not give us an excuse to not make the most of opportunities. How many, uh, like how many times have we been waiting for just the right time to do such and such, and that perfect time never came? And, and then usually for me, because I, I like to be cautious, and often I'm too cautious with some things, um, I will find out, I, or I will realize afterwards that, you know what, if I was ever going to do that, that was the time back there, I missed that opportunity, because now I'm probably not going to have the great time to do that um, ever again. <laughs> Life gets crazy, doesn't it? There's all sorts of stuff, and uh, so the, just thinking about the times that I've been here to preach, Um, There was one time, I had had a wedding the day before, there was uh, another time, well, wait, what were we doing the next time? I don't remember. When we came here. (laughs) We had something else going on, and oh, we had a retreat, so we left the retreat to come over here. For Sunday morning and uh, this time we were closing up our cabin yesterday and just every time we're here there's something going on but it works out very well for us to be able to come here and we do enjoy getting to see you guys Um, it's a very nice church here Um, but what like there's always stuff going on in life isn't there and it doesn't matter how crazy it is we need to make the most of every opportunity. We don't need to see those things as just how terrible life can get. We need to see those as opportunities to live for God, opportunities to shine God's light in other people's lives around us. Even if it's all our own life, something that we are dealing with, other people can look at us and see, wow, There's something different about that person because they should be so miserable right now, but instead, they are still filled with God's joy. That is what He wants for our lives. He doesn't want us to be grumbling and complaining as we wait to get through something or wait to get to something better. He doesn't want us to be like that at all. He wants us to be shining God's light wherever we go, whatever it is that we are facing. And when other people are facing those same things that we've gone through, we can help them too. He wants us to make the most of every opportunity, but we need to wait patiently, because if we're in too much of a hurry to get through it, how are we going to be able to live for God as we go through it? How are we going to be able to live for God helping other people when they go through it, and we're just like, well, you know what, I don't, re- I don't really remember how I got through that. I think I just uh, tried to get through it as fast as possible. God wants us to make the most of every opportunity. Um, a story about patience. One time I was told that um, a, a pastor friend of mine said that he was not feeling well. He was hoping to preach on Sunday, but he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to, so he asked if I would be ready to preach just in case. This is while I was in college, so um, I, I wasn't preaching anywhere that week. I could just go and fill in for him if needed. Sunday Sunday morning came, and he texted me, and he said, I'm feeling all right. I'm going to go to church. This is before uh, the COVID 19, so you know, <laughs> didn't have to be as concerned. He said, I'm feeling well enough to go to church, so I will uh, preach this week, but thank you for being ready. I didn't see it as a waste of time to prepare that message because, as I've said, when I am uh, working on a message with God, I am learning. I am growing. It was not a waste of my time to work on that message. I believe that that's what God wanted me to do. And so I was all good. I waited till Sunday, and then I was done waiting. I didn't need to preach the message. You know, maybe someday I'll preach it somewhere else, but we'll see. Um, The next Sunday morning, I wake up, and I have another text from this guy. He says, I'm filling in at a different church today, and the person that was speaking at my church is too, too sick. They can't go. Do you still have that message, and could you preach it today? Yes, I can. Uh, I wasn't doing anything else that I had uh, to be at, so I went and preached there instead. Now, oddly, it was uh, a message on patience. Uh, but I had to wait an extra seven days, sometime that like God has everything. He's a, he's a master at timing everything. If I had just gotten that text that morning, I would not have had time to prepare a message, and I sure do prefer to have time to prepare. It's not that God needs time, I just like to be comforted knowing that I, I have an idea of what God wants me to say. So, uh, but God had it all timed out so that I had a, a message already prepared just a week before. I was ready for that. We don't know why we have to wait longer sometimes. I had to wait an extra seven days, but that's no big deal to God and really it worked out best for me. Um, When we wait, we need to be patient, but we also need to stand firm. How often do we wait in something, and we'll take the fastest exit to get out of it? We'll take the the quickest shortcut that we can um, in order to get out. Um, If God has told us that we need to do something, and you wait and wait, sometimes we decide, you know, maybe God's changed his mind. Maybe, maybe God doesn't want me to keep doing this because it's just not happening very fast. You ever feel like maybe you're, you're second guessing what you believed God wanted you to do? ever second-guess that? And maybe it's just a principle, you know, like being patient with other people. You ever get to the point where you're just thinking, you know, maybe I don't need to be patient with this particular person anymore because they're just that crazy. Uh, Sometimes we think that we can get some kind of shortcut out of these things in life, but we need to stand firm in what we know God has for our lives, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Job went through so many things. He lost everything except for his wife who told him to curse God and die, No wonder the devil left her around, I guess. Maybe she was nicer the rest of the time. But he did not have any support. Even his friends weren't very helpful. He lost everything that he had. And even then, he stuck with God. He stood firm. And in the end, God blessed him with twice as much as he had before. And how many of us get to look at Job's life now and see, wow, he did it. God helped him through it. I can too with the same God, the only God, the one who can get us through it all. I, I feel bad that Job had to go through that, but how many of us have benefited because of it? And sometimes we go through things and we don't understand why we had to go through it. Job did not know why. There's no mention to Job in the story of how or why he had to go through what he did, <clears throat> but it, was, it, it does help other people. We don't understand. We don't have all the answers. But God wants us to make the most of every opportunity. He wants us to wait patiently, standing firm in the truth that he has given us. King Saul, before he went, you know, kind of crazy doing his own thing, um, he was the king of Israel. And that's God, he's leading God's people. And I want you to picture yourselves in Saul's shoes. We are, you are the king of Israel. And you know that the prophet of God, Samuel, is going to be coming in seven days to come and make a sacrifice before you go off to to battle. You are here with your troops, the enemy troops are there. All you have to do is wait seven days and God will make it clear what you need to do you wait one day, you wait a second day, the third day comes and goes, the fourth day, the fifth day, your, your soldiers are scattering at this point. They're terrified because the enemy is, they're so numerous. Your people are scared. Your soldiers are running for the hills. What do you do? Not much you can do right now, except for try to encourage them. Sixth day comes and goes. The seventh day is here. You are waiting. Your people are still scattering. The seventh day comes and the seventh day goes. The prophet of God is not here. What do you do? What would you do if you're waiting? You've you've been given your instructions and it did not go as it was supposed to. Well, King Saul decides he's going to take matters into his own hands. He's the king and he is leading God's people, and so he needs to make a sacrifice to God and ask God, we are going into this fight for you, with you, what do you want us to do? Who else is supposed to do it? The prophet of God is not here. It sounds like he's thinking somewhat rationally. I I think so. Who else would it be? The king who's supposed to be leading God's people? So he makes the sacrifice, and then he sees that's Samuel coming over the mountain. And Samuel comes up and he is just so excited to see Samuel because the prophet is now here. He's late, but that's okay. You know, God is good. Samuel's here. And Samuel says, you have not done what God wanted you to do. You waited. You should have waited more you took matters into your own hands and now the kingdom that would have been established in your uh, for the generations to come in your family it will no longer be that way it will be given to somebody else whose heart is after God's own heart a man who ha- uh, who a man after God's own heart you've been told that you don't have a heart after God's own heart it sounds like Saul took matters into his own hands Why did he have to wait more than seven days when he's told only seven? I have no idea. I really don't know. And you know what the Bible says about why God's prophet was late? Nothing. Nothing is mentioned. As, like, I don't know, Samuel, maybe he saw an ice cream stand and waited too long for an ice cream. I don't know. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Because Samuel is Samuel. I am Tyler. Saul is Saul. We need to live our lives for God, standing firm in what we know he has for us. And it doesn't matter what other people do so much. It will affect our life, but it doesn't give us an excuse to not follow God. Just because they messed up doesn't mean that we get to mess up too. So why did King Saul have to wait more than seven days? We just don't know. All that we know is he did not keep waiting. Thinking about my story, I had to wait an extra seven days. I didn't know why I had to wait an extra seven days, just as Saul didn't know why he had to wait more than seven days when he was told seven. It's the prophet of God. You'd think that he would show up when he's supposed to, but he did not, and all that matters is Saul took matters into his own hands. And yes, God wants us to take initiative in life, but he does not want us to take matters out of his hands and into our own. Because when we do things on our own strength, It doesn't have the same kind of power as God's strength. When we do things out of our own knowledge and intelligence, we're not keeping in mind all the things that God has in his mind. We only have what we see. He has everything that he sees, which is everything. In Habakkuk, um, the the prophet in the Bible, um, he has um, some questions for God, and God has some answers. And one of his questions in chapter one is, why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? Good question, I think. Why would God tolerate that? And God's answer was in chapter two, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. God's answers come at the proper time. We don't have all of the answers. And yes, we see lots of things in the world that aren't the way that God wants them. We have free will. We can do good things or bad things with that. If everything were perfect, which it will be in heaven, but if everything were perfect, we wouldn't have free will. We wouldn't be able to choose what we wanted. And so when we get to heaven, God's going to take basically all that nasty stuff out of us Because we choose to give it to God, don't we? We want God to take that. We don't want to be miserable. We don't want to be grumpy. We don't want to be complaining. We want God's joy. We want God's love. We want His hope. So whatever it is that we face in life, we need to wait, standing firm, trusting that God knows what is best for our lives and that with Him we can make the most of every opportunity. But we have to be patient and we have to stand firm. Is how often under pressure do we just give way because it seems like it's too much or we don't know what to do. We have to stick with what God has for us because that is the best plan. And there's a lot of time we don't have all the answers. If we had all the answers, we'd probably run away even faster. God gives us what we can handle and God knows so much more than us. I would trust Him to keep, you know, he doesn't give us all the answers. When, when, when I trust him to have his answers, if he doesn't give me the answers, I figure I don't need the answer or I certainly don't want the answer. So I will trust him with that and he will give it to us when we can handle it. Because usually it's in hindsight, even sometimes years later when we realize, ah, that explains it. You know what? It's a good thing I didn't know that because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone with it let's pray Lord you are amazing and as we live our lives for you I ask that you would help us not to rush through day-to-day stuff I ask that you would help us to wait that we would stand firm strongly waiting in the things that you have for us that we would say God we will do what you want us to do in this situation help us to do as you want us to in this situation Give us the strength. Give us the guidance. Give us people around us to support us and help us to support one another. Whatever it is that we are going through, help us to make the most of every opportunity, not to waste this time, but to get through it, to get closer to you while we're going through it and to be able to help others along as we go through things. Help us to live each day as a gift not dwelling on the past, not dwelling too much on the future, but looking forward to all that you have for us right now. is You don't have us just living today just so that we can get to tomorrow. You have us living through today so that we can grow and come closer to you and live for you for a better tomorrow and a better day after that. Help us with all of this, Lord that we would have strength to wait patiently, standing firm in your truth.